uh, welcome to episode 66 of The Empire Strikes Back, a UK-based New York Yankees podcast. Things are going ever so well uh, with the Yankees season at the moment, so we're going to treat tonight's episode like uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We'll just pretend that the season hasn't started yet and it doesn't actually exist. And we have a special tonight because uh, we're celebrating uh, a couple of years on from the London series. And we thought it'd be great because we always talk about the vibrancy of the Facebook group to get a few of the folks from the, from the group on to join us uh, as we talk about their favourite memories because you would have heard us talk about it time and time again. Uh, but I think it's really, really uh, exciting to, to, to get other people's feedback. And actually, I do remember meeting one of our guests in, in, uh, in a bar, uh, although it was a little bit blurry. I assume that's the wallpaper and had nothing to do with the probably about 15 16 pints that kev and i had had that day <laughs> so we we will begin i'm sorry i'm joined by kev uh we're going to start off with uh, an old returnee who who's who's bouncing back like a like a beautiful boomerang of course and so uh, you last heard her when we did the um, the empire strikes book episode and that's sarah hi sarah how are you mate Hi, good to see you, Rob. Like, bringing a bit of decorum back to the place, you know, like it's clearly just got out a bit out of hand while I've been away. It's long overdue, Sarah. <laughs> a bit like a dockyard. And I'm just going to I'm gonna quickly flick through the, 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 the introductions at the moment. Then we're going to spend a bit of time talking to these guys. So I'm delighted to be joined by David Andrews. David, how are you, mate? Not too bad, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. All, all, all the better for seeing all you guys in our little boxes that we've got here. We've got Jason Moody. Jason, how are you, brother? I'm good, how are you? There we go, I'm, I'm all good, mate. And lastly, we have Andy Tag. How are you, Andy? Yeah, good. Slightly more optimistic after last night, but only just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think we're all we're all picking away at the scab of this season in the hope to get some satisfaction somewhere and it's all going to come good. So I think it's worth starting off, if we may, uh, chaps, with the... We ask people when they first start on... on they join us on the website, why and how did you become a New York Yankees fan because we get dogs abuse from everybody in the world. Uh, so it's nice that we could all come together and celebrate uh, this. So David, do you mind just starting off? How did you become a Yankees fan, mate? Um, Channel 4 generation. So, so in terms of got into baseball with the American sports in the 1980s, sort of watched from afar. I played for a season as well. Um, first opportunity I got, I was working for a New York firm Managed to get a trip over there, July 2002. Um, landed on the Saturday. Um, well, Yankees are at home. Let me take in the baseball game. Happened to be Old Timers Day. Reggie Jackson's number really? was the day it was retired. Absolutely fell in love with the place. And it's gone from there. That, that's, that's great to hear. I mean, it's... I don't know. For me, the first time I went there, it just it was so special. But to be there on Old Timers Day... And that's just I, I was lucky enough to be there with Mariano Rivera as they did his ceremony for his um Hall of Fame. And even that was good, but that must have been great old timers. They like I'm very jealous of that. And just as a novice, I got ticket tickets. I was out in the old Yankee Stadium, like third base tied, up in the gods, didn't care. It was just fantastic. Michael Kay, John Sterling on the pitch, um introducing everybody. Then you had the three innings of old timers game. Then the Yankees played the, um, it was Yankees Blue Jays. So in true to tradition, they lost that as well. 
<laughs> well, I think, uh, sorry, lads, I maybe should have got, I should have got David to go last there. So no pressure about your Yankees experience. But when you're starting off with old timers day, uh, that, that's not bad. Uh, what about you then, Jason? Uh, well, I think I'm the baby of the group. I'm a relatively uh, new fan. So back in 2012, took a trip to New York, me and the wife first time. And it was just a case of thinking, what's the most American thing we could do? And uh, that was going to basically, and obviously, Mets were never in the equation. So we got tickets. I went there. As soon as I walked onto the concourse, I was just blown away by it. I said, yeah, I quite like this game. And this in the nine innings war, it was a 6-2 win against the, the Braves. And I thought, yeah, this is my sport. But there and there, I didn't really capitalise on it. I didn't like put myself into it fully a con- casual fan. And it wasn't until I got the tickets for the London series that I properly ramped up on fandom one. Yeah. And I think it would be fair to say on the Facebook Messenger group, you are you are you're one of the more active people. So you really you really got back into it, then, haven't you, mate? Really, it's. Uh... I did. You well after well, yeah. I'd say around the same time as getting the tickets, it took me a while to find all these groups and all the baseballs and just watching loads of baseball videos, just consume as much baseball as I possibly could. But yeah, Facebook groups help. I like try and chime in there now and again, but it's uh, it's on the Messenger group where. I really let it all out and you know get all the <laughs> the therapy group. <laughs> I, we should actually point out, and I have mentioned it on the podcast that rather amazingly, for the couple of hundred people, whatever we've got on that Facebook group, we have two Jason Moody's. One, one, from one from England and one from Australia. Yeah, so it does get a bit confusing at times as as to what Jason Moody's. Um, speaking on the podcast but yeah on the the, the group now nah, it's great i mean all you guys really are the most active guys on the on the facebook group and you really keep it going and it's great to see and very supportive of what we do we really appreciate it and and last but by no means least andy tell us your yankee story fella um so uh, i was the classic guy that thought baseball was uh rams for grown-ups uh my brother-in-law was american uh, air force big red sox fan um, and he persuaded me to go to a game. Uh, so I was on a four-week four week trip to the States, and my first game was Yankees-Red Sox at Yankee Stadium in 2009, around August time. Uh, I sat next to an old gentleman who taught me through the game, suddenly brought it all to life for me. It, it completely made sense. Uh, it was a close game. Mo closed out the game. I was hooked. Uh, so much so, I was in San Diego about three weeks later and went to a, a Padres Cardinals game just for my sins. Um, and then since then, every time I've been over to the States, I make a point, uh, particularly going to see the Yankees. I, I had a trip a couple of years ago where I worked four games in Toronto, followed by three Yankees Red Sox games in New York. And that was my trip, basically. There was not much else to it. Uh, yeah, like the other guys, just hooked ever since. Follow the Yankees. Hate the fact that everyone hates you because you just pick the obvious team. But, you know, my, my rule was first team I saw, that my team. And um, I've loved it ever since. I think a lot of us um, can relate to that because you, you don't purposely go out and pick the Yankees. There's just a draw that draws you to a team. There's something that draws you to a sports team. Um, and that, that that's exactly what I think happened for most of us. But you get that boring. But, I mean, guys who supported the Red Sox from the mid-2000s onwards, they can't accuse anybody of jumping on a bandwagon. None of them. So, yeah. And uh, great stories, guys. And it is kind of, kind of similar, I think, to how all of us get into it. Sarah, do you want to tell your story or...? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I was um, getting married in New York. I'm in Central Park. I went to see the Yankees the night before as a kind of 
um, a thing to do to keep ourselves busy before you know we were getting married, so I wouldn't be too nervous. Um, went to Yankee Stadium, just fell in love completely with the game. Uh, saw Jeter score home run, saw Nick Swisher grand slam, and that was it. I was I've just been obsessed ever since. I I, I kind of had a choice to make before between Mets and Yankees. Read quite a lot about Derek Jeter. Lo- absolutely loved him. Um, loved the stadium, loved everything about it, and then as I say, I've been obsessed ever since. Superb, superb. One thing before we jump on, David, have you been to the new Yankee Stadium? Yes, what's your thoughts between old and new? Um, hasn't got, I mean, it's full of creature comforts, doesn't have yeah. the atmosphere of the yeah, old. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, obviously, Bob Shepard not being there is a big loss, but. I just the new stadium is all sort of fancy and thrills, but it's lost the romance of the old stadium and the history of the field and the players that's played on there for me. I just wondered what your thoughts were on it. The fact that you know you've got the half the what some of the bleacher seats you actually can't see the full view of the pit of the yeah. field. It's just it's just configured not the same way, and it doesn't seem to hold the noise yeah. that the old one does. Cool. Sorry, guys. I just had to ask that question before we go on. No, no. Well, what, you've raised that in the past, and us, you know, us newbies, you know, we just like the mod cons. You know, we like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you a do fifty-five well. inch flat screen, yeah. you know. And we're also from, from my point, I was going to say, from my point of view, I was going to say, like, I thought, I think it's just as noisy because I was sitting with the bleachers, like in the bleachers, like with the bleacher creatures. I sit there, so it's pretty noisy in there, anyway. And you complain yeah. when I'm noisy, though. You always say it's too noisy about <laughs> me. So I, can't, I can't win with you, mate. Uh, and we've just had uh, Mr. MLB Communities join us now as well. Jack, how are you, fella? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. Sorry a little bit late, but yeah. I'm, um, yeah, it's all good. So I think we'll just crack on with the with, with the festivities because we, we, we've covered the MLB series. And I think it's well worth just, just looking back at what, to me, was my favourite you know, my wife and I always have a lovely conversation. How I left there went, this is the best weekend ever. <laughs> and and uh, that, that, that never comes back to haunt me. But she understood it because the, the heat, the joy uh, and everything. It, David, what was your favourite part of, of, of the weekend? Let's just go with the big hit straight away. What was your favourite bit? To, to me, it was just the first moment was walking off the train at Stratford Station. And actually just, you know, when you get off the Yankee Stadium on the subway, all of a sudden there's people milling round, there's that, you almost got hit by that same thing. And you actually thought, this is real. And, yeah. you know, the team you support are actually playing in, you know, your country. And just, again, I, I was sitting next to Yankee fans, Scotsman on the on the Saturday. And I think probably it was like quarter past seven when the first innings finished. And it was like, <laughs> bloody hell, this is going to be a long one. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and it, um, you know, and it just sort of rolled on from there. Were you sitting in the sun as well? I was getting baked for that whole first I was in the shade. Oh man, it was horrible. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was horrible, you, but 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 the beer kept flowing. Oh no, I mean the, I the, the heat was the only thing that was horrible. <laughs> Everything else was good, but yeah, the heat was. There was a poor guy beside me. He was a Red Sox fan, and he. I was. I was sitting talking to his wife because he was away. He he couldn't sit at his seat. He would come back for five minutes, and he'd had to go away again. It was that warm. It was crazy. Yeah, I had the same problem. I think I gave up with my seat, sort of like just after we sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" and all of that. Like that was that was the end of me. I couldn't I couldn't sit in my seat any longer. I had to just give up and go and stand outside in the shade. Yeah, it was. I don't. I can't remember a time it's been as hot as that. And there's somebody who 
who lived and worked in Stratford for a long time to see the Olympic legacy kick in and and, and how it looks. Uh, it was fantastic. And that energy. Did you go to the, any of you guys go to the practice day beforehand? No. Yeah. And that, yeah. One, that, that well, Sarah was there and then Jack sort of the tickets for us because that was when I first walked into the stadium that day and saw the, the setup. I was, as a West Ham fan, as all good, sensible people are, uh, I walked into my football team stadium and to see that the Yankees are playing there, incredible. Uh, Jason, what was your, what was, for you, what was what was your favourite bit of it, mate? To do the build-up, just getting there and walking along, whatever they call it, Concourse of Bridge, whatever, that goes over to London Stadium, just been the first time probably for me since going to Yankee Stadium in 2012 and subsequently been a couple of times with a while. It's just been surrounded by so not just Yankees and Red Sox, but so many baseball fans. That you're like, if you're in your own country, in London, it didn't make sense. So all of a sudden, just about baseball people, this is amazing. And they're just milling around the outside of the stadium and getting in there. And actually thinking, they've done a pretty decent job. This actually looks and feels like a baseball game. Proper. They've done it really, really well. It was hard. I think it was hard to imagine in our heads how they would make that stadium into a baseball stadium and exactly what you said you walked in and went ah they've actually done this quite clever here they've made a good job of this and it did feel like a proper stadium it was good and it was i mean i mean for me i agree it's, it's, it's the hype and the build-up for it i knew i'd be excited because i think kev was originally not not coming down for it we <laughs> yeah. managed to persuade him to come down i went down i came down from leeds for the day and went back but that hype that anticipation and i remember meeting andy in a bar Belushi's. Belushi, so we we spoke in Belushi. So, so let's move, Andy, because you, you know you 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 really you really delved into the whole experience. What was <laughs> what was your favourite bit, mate? Well, I, I think before I say the favourite bit, the transformation of the stadium is amazing because I'd been there two weeks before to see Muse, and I've been standing in the middle of the pitch watching them, and then to see the stadium transform from a huge arena gig to baseball park in that space of time was just something phenomenal. Um, Favourite part, probably the Sunday. It was a kind of striking a blow against the man. I was I was sitting uh, behind a Yankee bullpen and I was talking to a couple of guys in New York and we noticed there were two rows of empty seats behind the Yankee dugout, uh, which were clearly corporate and nobody had turned up, bothered turning up for the game. So I said to these guys, look, I'm going to go and try and get in there. So I walked down. I did the whole apologies. Hi, sorry, I'm late. Sat down. Five minutes, nobody challenged me. Waved to the guys. They came over and joined me. And we spent the whole game sat behind the dugout, um, just getting a, a view of a game that I have in New York or anywhere else. And that, to me, was just was like, capped off an amazing weekend. But uh, both games were phenomenal. Low light was probably mugging off loads of Red Sox fans after the first inning on the Saturday night, only to have it <laughs> thrown back in my face <laughs> when Tanaka completely tanked in his first inning. But uh, yeah, just a, a just a phenomenal experience. I, I mean, the the I was sat alongside uh, mainly. I had a couple of Yankees fans on one side from New York, and a couple of of, of Red Sox fans on the other side. And I, I remember seeing Tanaka warm up and thinking, "This is going to be something special." And by Christ, it was something special, <laughs> especially <laughs> by the... <laughs> because and, and, and I'm with you all the way because there was that absolute peak on the on the on the first game I went on my own and my my wife and my kids came on the Sunday, and I and I visited various bars on the way there and the energy and it was really really hot, um, and I don't, I don't know about you but I just kind of couldn't believe that it was Yankees Red Sox happening in a way I kind of anticipated it might be and no offense to the Royals or or other teams that are you know, not ourselves I'm not saying the Royals aren't a big team but the fact that it was Yankees Red Sox 
And do you feel, because we've discussed in the past, that the Yankees got it a bit more? Even though it was technically, they were technically Red Sox games, the Yankees bought into the experience an awful lot more than the Red Sox. Yes. You know, some of the pictures and everything that you've seen of the, the Yanks, Yankees just seem to mingle more, have more of the PR photos, and said they just seem to get it. Yeah, I think it was fairly obvious from the players' reaction. Um, and certainly even on the Friday, and thanks again to Jack for sorting the tickets out for us because that was it was a great way to start the weekend to go to the kind of batting practice thing. Yeah, uh, you could just see the Yankees players were soaking it in and Boston players just, they kind of just seemed to be going through the motions a little bit that day. Although we didn't hang about for much of it. Yeah, I think the thing is as well, like, you know, like the Yankees have brought like so many, you know, like you say, they really got it. You know, like Reggie was there, Andy Pettit was there, um, you know, like the Yankees have brought everybody with them. Yeah, Harold was there. I mean, I think he was commentating, was he? Like, but, um, you know, like they really, you know, they'd been there. The Yankees had been all around London and wandered around, whereas the Red Sox, I think, were staying out in the sticks somewhere and didn't, you know, didn't really, I don't know, take it seriously somehow. They didn't buy into the whole culture thing and you know the Yankees did that big event as well at the Tower of London I think the night one of the nights before and you know and they they just had an really appreciated it that you know they said it was the highlight of the season and CC still always says that's why he played that season because he wanted to play in London. Jack did you not meet with some of them some of the Yankees people? I I met with um, Pete Writers and uh, Meredith with Meredith Ah, for for a few drinks night before the Friday, so the Thursday. Um, the Yan- Yankees are a well-oiled machine when it comes to PR, let's be honest. So they were yeah. never going to miss an opportunity to further their brand as if it needs furthering anymore. Yeah, you're right. The Yankees paid, sort of showed up in that sense more than the Red Sox in that case. So, yeah, it was a great weekend for everyone. The, the, the Friday was probably my highlight. I had two caps on. I had the Yankees cap and I had the MLB UK community cap on as well. Well, you must have been really hot then, wasn't you? Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Can got, we just got... point out he had, he had he had the cap on backwards while it was sunny, sunburn. and he had this big sunburn <laughs> bee on. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that Friday, awesome. I got absolutely nailed by the sun, and um, yeah, it was it was such a great weekend. It was it was the weekend of a lifetime in that sense. It was something we weren't going to miss. It was um, yeah, it was it's a weekend you can never you'll never match it. No, no I don't even, think so. Even if the Red Sox Yankees came back. Next weekend, it would never be the same experience we all had, and it was the great Yankees winning the two games. It just caps it off. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. Everything from the Friday, Belushi's, the the meetups oh, we had, brilliant. the meetups that Sarah was at with the A's guys. I I tagged along to for one of them. It was the whole weekend. It was for me. It was being able to wear my Yankees hat and not feel part of a secret club. <laughs> yeah, you walk down the street, London, and people knew 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 what was going on because they'd heard about it. Rather, yeah. as you walk down to Tesco's now and you wear a Yankees cap, people thinking just uh just wearing it because it's a fashion. You're, they you're they a Jay-Z even, fan. They don't even know if it's a baseball team. So that was that was highlight for me being able to show my team and not feel that I'm in a secret club. So Andy, were you in Belushi's on Friday night? Uh, no, I was in there Saturday night. I got oh, the train from the stadium uh, after. So I was actually staying up 
just by the stadium. So stupidly, I'm like you guys, I've been drinking all afternoon pretty much before the game and during the game. Thought getting on a train going down to London Bridge was a really good idea at that. <laughs> you know, it was past midnight anyway, wasn't it? To get in. Spoke to pretty much everyone there, I think, and then got a cab back to, to East London at about four in the morning, I think. Um, oh, yeah. So Sunday was a little bit of a struggle to start with, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. And everybody I spoke to down there, you know, was knowledgeable with there for the same reasons. And it was a good way of you know, a post-game chat, really. Yeah, the Belushi's thing was brilliant, uh, Jack. It really was good. And, you know, meeting people from all over the world, people from all different teams. I actually met some guys from back home, not Yankees fans, believe it or not, but guys from back home who were fans of other teams. And... <clears throat> Yeah, it's fair to say I was a little bit worse for wear on a Friday night. The numbers for that were something we, we couldn't even expect. I know Sarah been, had been to a few events we'd held throughout the, the season before, and then we'd never got them kind of, kind of numbers. Um, I think we had 100 people turn up for the Friday, the Friday before the game. We had 150 people turn up for the Saturday, which was during the game and after the game. And I think we had nearly 120 people on the Sunday afterwards as well, wow. after the game turn up. So, we were absolutely rammed all weekend and it was from that from that point of view it was um yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it was about everyone it wasn't just the yankees red Sox. it was you're a baseball fan you got a baseball jersey on you're in you're welcome there's no judgment there's no anything it was um yeah, a lot of fun i thought alongside what mlb community had done i think we've got to give credit to mlb Europe yeah. as well for actually putting so much into it because if you look at the occasion you've got the mascot race the songs uh, I, I didn't it, it, I think it was about two and a half grand beat, for beat the freeze and it got beat yeah, 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 beat, 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 that yeah. never freeze, happens yeah, yeah. Uh, the food, the food was there. Uh, they brought cracker jacks over. Expensive it was a, beer. It was a <laughs> expensive beer. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was a, it was a holistic experience. Though, and I thought that was that was the most interesting thing. Because... It felt quite genuine, Rob. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but it, I think they they made a good job of it. It didn't seem kind of plastic to me. If you know what I mean, what you could have. I agree. I mean, what what, what did what, what what did you all make of the? the atmosphere inside then in terms of that but in terms of the whole park where you've got the food the bronx bar and, and all those things well what was that like I, th I think probably like everyone else i was worried that it was going to be mainly tourists just out of curiosity and and then there was an element of that in the stadium but the vast majority of people seemed to know why they were there what they were watching and and were genuinely enjoying it i mean probably at the prices you wouldn't just go on a whim anyway but um yeah, I, th I think it was as bad as genuine as they could have possibly made it. Yeah, it was great. Jason, what about you, mate? Did really well. well, having obviously experienced the awesomeness of the Yankee Stadium, albeit the new one, um, going there, you obviously thought, well, are they going to do it? Is it going to match up? And I, not for one second, I think this was a cheap knock-up. It genuinely felt like a proper ball game. And how have they managed to convert that footy stadium into that? They, you know, like I said before, they've done really, really well. Not once did you think, well, it's, 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 a, it's a good go at, but it's not quite there. I generally leave i could have been in america i could have been in a ball game it felt that genuine to me do you know the one thing sorry the one thing that stood out for me that was slightly different was there was definitely a british flavor to the atmosphere as in the singing and the the kind of the more there was a more raucous atmosphere that seemed to be kind of back and forward mm -hmm. which i think was more typical of a sort of british crowd at football or whatever compared to any games i've been in america even when i've been when it's you know in games when the atmosphere has been really huge I kind of thought there was definitely that British side to it, which I thought kind of worked well. And I think the players were definitely feeling that a little bit as well. I know CC's mentioned that in his podcast at times. I think it's been interesting because I've had a conversation with Philip on, our, on, on the messenger group and I was talking to some Yankees fans that night. And actually, for me, 
everybody who's in that state. Now I had a, there was a bunch of uh, Scottish guys who were on a corporate thing. They just managed to get tickets. They watched the first two innings. Uh, I had to explain the game to them, what was happening. And then they left. But what was really interesting was the Americans on either side of me couldn't explain it to them in that same way. They couldn't yeah. explain the game. And they didn't know that, that... So Nestor Cortez was down there, and they didn't know... These are guys who go to the Yankees all the time. They didn't know who Nestor Cortez was, and I, and I did. And I felt that energy in the stadium, that those of us that were in there, apart from a small number, had been waiting. This, this was like, even on a hot day, the coolest, best, most refreshing drink after a long drought that it was, it was, it was an all in and the, all of us there as British baseball fans. And that to me was the most amazing thing that actually, when you talk to everybody goes, you know, you know, as much as, as American fans, I think that's genuinely true. Actually, if you look at the way that, you know, people who do something probably every more. day, it's, yeah, probably more, they just, they, they just exist there. They're just there. Um, did you get to meet any of the, any stateside fans while we were in there? Uh, Sarah, what about you, mate? Um, yeah, met, we went um, in Crate Brewery birthdays before the game, um, met up with a variety of British fans, but as well, you know, um, loads and loads of Yankees Yankees fans from New York in there all just came over, obviously you could hear us speaking, you know, and wanted to speak to British fans and see if we really, you know, obviously knew our stuff and were really, yeah, quite impressed. But I mean, when I was in the stadium itself, I was surrounded by, I seemed to be surrounded by European Red Sox fans, you know, from all over Europe, but literally Helen and I were just in a section that was completely Red Sox, completely Europeans, Sweden, Germany, all over the place. Yeah, just on our own. Were they any less obnoxious than the UK ones? Uh, no, I'm afraid I was the obnoxious <laughs> one by then. I'd had about six pints in Crate Brewery and yeah, I didn't really care. I had a whale of a time during the first innings, and I didn't really care for the bottom of the first. I just carried on singing anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. I have you, to Jason? tell you though, like I, I like, can I just tell you though, like my, you know, like my experience, my highlight, you know, like I'm afraid it trumps all of yours. So I've had my six pints at Crate Brewery. I walked into the stadium. I was sort of sitting behind home plate, a long way up. I walk halfway up. And I see Sweeney Murty, who is on W Fan, obviously, like after the game, and like and and Sweeney, who I know, so I, I with Sweeney, 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 and he um, from there, uh, Susan stepped out and John Sterling, <laughs> and managed to beat both of them. Brilliant, cool. Brilliant. Which was just it was just my hero, and I, you know, like I had, I'm, I'm gonna, like, this, this is not so good for radio, but I, I had my. John Sterling is number one fan yeah. um, and got it signed. So, yeah, Brilliant. like which was just magnificent because John and Susan are my absolute heroes because I don't tend to watch the Yankee games. I tend to listen to them because I prefer it that way. So that was the holy grail for me, meeting John Sterling. Super. And then obviously after that, you know, like he was on his Breton run, met me next week, has to take a week off. We do the same, Sarah. Yeah. Thanks. For the, yeah. For the, for the, for the, for the, for the, you know, you gave him a bear hug and, and, and fractured a rib or something like that. When yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> genuinely, just the loveliest, loveliest man. And that, this is an interesting thing because what were the American fans, but also the people we've interviewed, and Marty Appel uh, is, is up there in the nicest people. Uh, you will speak to in 
in any walk of life. And Marty was frustrated because he came over to the London series and he was surrounded by US fans. And it was the last thing he wanted. And, you know, it was just like, I could, I could get this in New York. But I, I do find the, the, the spirit of the US fans, though, you know, and the US media really, if you try and interview a, a premiership footballer, it ain't easy. It's actually really quite, if you think, if you think an Aaron Boone interview is dull, uh, a premiership footballer is, is, is much much worse um, but that that's that that's that US experience and I agree with, I agree with Sarah that there was an awful lot of Europeans in the hotel we were staying in but the, the guys that I met the, these are guys who the, there was two lads having a weekend away from their families and they were both insurance brokers and earn a lot of money and didn't have a clue who these people were what about you Jason did you get to meet any uh, US fans while you were there the section I was, which was probably a long way down the first uh, on from first place towards the power pole, and I was up a bit. And it was, I must have found tickets for the special library section because there was no loud Americans. There was none of that. <laughs> there was a fair bit of singing, but it, it was it was quite a quiet section. I mean, um, I, I wouldn't say met, but come across um, loud obnoxious American fans on the way home from the Saturday game. You got two, you had um, Yankees fan, they were only probably 19, 20 Yankees fans and Boston fan. I think we just heard an abuse at each other. Your city sucks, no, your city's true. <laughs> and this point, after about five minutes as we were walking on, we were enjoying it, walking beyond. But they were properly going at each other. So I didn't meet any, but that was the closest I got into, yeah, you know, right punish. Yeah, me, me and Rob are walking in on a Friday and just happened to be walking around as the, the UK Yankee, uh, UK Red Sox lot came around and they just dished abuse at us for ages, didn't they? You were just like it started, at first. We thought it was a bit funny, and then it kept going for a bit too long. They, you're just like they, 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 they got it, and they were being filmed by uh, NESN, you know, and they, right. they were surrounded. They were surrounded. There was about forty of them surrounding us, yeah. uh, and and you're dealing with a, a Scot and a six foot four arrogant yeah. bastard. I was ready so and Mark was with us as well. Bless him. Uh, yeah. It was, and, and, and you just think to yourself. Uh, just in case I ever thought then that Red Sox fans could be assholes, thank you very much. You've you've absolutely nailed that on for me at that particular time. Um, but yeah, Andy, did you uh, did you get the uh, American experience within the Yankee fans there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I met up. Uh, sorry, I was sitting with those guys who then we we went over to the corporate seats, and then pretty much everyone in that section was uh, New Yorkers and sort of loved our work about one stealing the seats from the corporates um, and just you know just a typical game experience sitting with a lot of properly educated Yankee fans who knew what was going on. I think the game itself was more enjoyable because we came from behind and that, that kind of added to that sort of atmosphere. But um, I mean, I've been to Fenway for a Yankees red, but uh, yeah, yeah, it it was a mixture. I say you met people from Europe, from the UK, lots of Americans and everyone just seemed to be there for one big party and really enjoy the experience and sort of put everything else aside. Uh, positive all around. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say one thing. Although the Red Sox fans at that point were being obnoxious, there was a few of them sitting around about us at uh, around about me at the game, and they couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. The guys I was yeah. with really got on well with each other. So yeah, I think it was just that bunch were just determined to show off to the camera. So yeah, a couple of points for me. Like you talk about the Red Sox, UK Red Sox fans. They're they're um they're one of a kind, shall we say? <laughs> they're they're very much everyone else seen. Every other fan base, UK fan base, very much wants to grow the game together. Red Sox fans, both that particular group of Red Sox fans, very much. We were here first. We're the we're the best. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, even to their own thing. But I think I could have gone to every single game 
the rest of that season for free. The amount of Red Sox fans, um, yeah. Yankees fans are offering me their tickets. Oh, if you're ever in New York, cut, hit DM me. You can have my tickets. Now my tickets. I don't think I've ever had to pay for a game ever again. So my experience is, yeah, Yankees fans or US Yankees fans are, is, um, yeah, top notch. You can't, you can't beat them. So it was just, yeah, it was a, they're, they're a pleasant, they're a pleasant bunch when they're, when they're not being obnoxious. Um, some of them anyway, at least. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's a very fair point. I think, and it had to be made. That although I do think there was a bit of playing up to the camera at that point. Um, but yeah, it did piss me off. I've got to admit. We had quite a lot of Americans round about us and stuff we were chatting to, but I was walking out of the game chatting to um, uh, a, a man and his wife and they were just, they were over for the game and he was absolutely blown away by the atmosphere. He was kind of a little bit derisory about the way the game went and the amount of runs, but he said to me, you guys are knowledgeable about the sport and that was one of the things that I kind of took away from it was, he's like, you guys really know what you're talking about, you really get it. He said, we were kind of thinking that it would only be Americans here and the British people wouldn't take anything to do with it. So I think from that point of view, it was quite positive. And I was also talking to Red Sox fans who were over from the Netherlands when they were walking out and we were having a chat to them. So, that, that you know, there was quite a few people from all over Europe there representing their teams, which was good to see. I think it was good. I think I think we're kind of used to that kind of scenario. If you've ever been to an NFL game in the UK, it's very much fans together of the NFL and all teams together and I felt that the games had that sort of atmosphere you know you saw shirts from every single team like from from the UK and it felt like that you know though it was pride you know obviously I was really worried beforehand that there were going to be a lot more Red Sox fans than Yankees but it didn't really turn out that way with once the Americans came it kind of evened up the numbers but it still had that kind of NFL game feel that everyone was together and it was all about baseball it wasn't you know, so much about the Yankees and the Red Sox. So I, I really... Yeah, I think I think most teams, I've seen shirts from most teams when we were there. I also took took a photo of the MLB community guys um, outside the stadium. And I think most teams were represented even in that group. I can't think of the teams that weren't, but I think most teams were, were represented, even guys like the Mariners and stuff um, had fans there. So that, that was great to see. And everyone seemed to be getting on quite well. I think that avenue of bars from the shopping centre down to the stadium's superb. That was just, I, I, I have never been there. I wasn't expecting that. And it was just such a cool area with all the outside space and you could get a pint and catch up with everyone. Everyone was just, you know, coming out in and out of bars, chatting to each other and stuff. And that really made it. Um, one of the things that when we were talking about Americans that I thought was pretty cool, I had a Mickey Mantle top on, on the Saturday, I think it was. And the amount of, um, mm. Yankee uh, Americans that were coming up and this woman come up a bit older than me come up and she's like he was my favorite player you don't know how good he was and all this and she was just chatting to me for ages about Mickey Mantle and I thought that was pretty cool you know just that they appreciated the fact that you were obviously having the name of the older players on it that, that I enjoyed that bit of it for sure the, the, the game itself I don't know if it's officially the longest game ever or it certainly felt like it certainly felt like it so the first inning uh, I can't imagine any other game finishes at the end of the first inning with six six. I mean that 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 is something else. And the foul territory was really interesting uh, for the game itself, and that seemed to change uh, a lot of the tactics and what's going on. But of course, the first home run hit in Europe was by 
Aaron Hicks. We used to have this player called Aaron Hicks who would, who could hit home runs and was fit and was a switch hitter apparently back in the day. Um, but that was I, I, that that was really nice. I know it was a simple symbolic thing, but it was great that a Yankee got that first home run. That that I would say it was important, but it aided to the celebration. How uh, what was the what was the reaction like in the crowd for you when you heard that first home run? Uh, even though I was in the library section, it was yeah, it was, it was, it was really really good. We, me and the missus were up on our feet. Everyone around us was up on our feet. Obviously not Boston fans, we don't care about them. And it, yeah, just the whole place going nuts and the music pumping off. Obviously trying to get the whole proper American, you know, baseball stadium vibe. It was yeah, it's mad. But to be there and to see that the Yankee, fantastic. What, what about you, Andy? I bet you got into it, mate. Yeah, I mean, as Jason knows, um, Aaron here. Is not a favourite of the Moan Zone um, crowd <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> or hasn't been for some time, pretty much all season. Uh, but yeah, it was. An exciting, I think it was nice that it wasn't judged because I think everybody was just expecting it to be judged, and I, yeah, it was nice that it took a while. That, that that was pretty much what everybody seen. I wanted Mike Topman to get it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> or Didi Gregorius. So that was yeah. Yeah, I'm right with yeah. you there. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I gave it the old John Sterling call, like you know Aaron Hicks hits one to the sticks, you know, in among the silent people around me. But you know, I like re- I quite hammed it up. We could have done with you in the library. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, 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 it sounds like a painful experience, that Jason. It really does. It oh, really it was does, terrible. It was, Absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, it was such. I mean, it was it was a long game. It finishes up seventeen thirteen. Uh, a, a crazy night and the energy going back into to Stratford Station after that was absolutely fantastic um, and I thought to myself well th- this isn't going to get better than this actually this Saturday night atmosphere was absolutely fantastic and then we went back to Belushi's and uh, there was a lot of sa- satisfaction a lot of beers still flying around um, Jack from an MLB point of view and the conversations you had with MLB ha- how did they feel about it after that first day? As in MLB Europe yeah, oh, they were they were ecstatic with it. They they have, they just they couldn't have gone any better for them. They really couldn't have because where whether you agree it was proper baseball or not, people were talking about it. Yeah. That's what they want. They want people talking about it. They didn't ideally. They didn't want a pitcher's duel. They didn't want a nil nil game going into the seventh, eight innings, two three hits per team. They didn't want that. They didn't get that. Um, it was that it, it went perfect for them. The weather was perfect. In essence, the weather was perfect for them, maybe not the fans, but for the, for the players, it was perfect. Everything lent itself to high-scoring baseball. The park, the atmosphere, the heat, everything lent itself. And um, it was, yeah, it was just such a enthralling game. It was a game that I couldn't I actually remember much of, to be honest. Um, I remember the thing very vivid about the first inning for me was a Red Sox fan was three rows in front of me. He got up. And you tried a load of expletives when it was um, six nil Yankees and said, I've paid all this money for this and started effing and deafing, got up and walked out. <laughs> never, never came back. <laughs> never came back. And um, I bet he watched from the concourse of his two embarrassed to come I, back. I, I would love to have a camera on that guy for, for the rest of the day. But um, yeah, and then I remember going down when we were looking like we were going to blow the lead and this and the other. I was in the car, sort of in the milling area, sort of walking around the stadium by that point. Just couldn't really sit still for that long. And um, yeah, and then obviously the rest of the, the rest of the weekend was the rest of the weekend. But 
first game. I can't really remember much of it. I don't know if that's the alcohol or not, but yeah, it could yeah. be the heat, it could have been the alcohol, it could have just been the occasion. I can't really. You didn't look your best, it. Jack. To be honest, you didn't could, look your best. Honestly, it could green. have been heat It could have been heat stroke. <laughs> I, I was absolutely Definitely. feeling it. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just a blur. <laughs> it, it doesn't help that you were sleeping in a coffin at night. Oh yeah, that, that pod. Yeah, so I slept at Belushi's essentially in their hostel upstairs, and there was these like Japanese style pods you yeah. slept in. And it was just, it was just crazy. The whole thing, the whole weekend was a blur, and that was, um, yeah, was, yeah. I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I have no right to slag anyone off for, <laughs> for hotel bookings. Oh, yeah, you and your um, a month yeah. after the event. I, I, I booked, yeah, I booked it for a month later. I was close. <laughs> we were both but, feeling it in the morning, Kev, as well. Oh, we? mate, we were, me man. You, me and you walking around, I think it was like 7 a.m. trying to find a coffee somewhere in London. And... At some point on Friday night, someone said to me, if you're staying here, you get a discount on, I think it was bottles of Corona or something. Corona, yeah. And they worked out really cheap. So I was bombing buying them for everyone. I was good. I remember, buy I remember, two at a time. I remember you sat in the corner of Bluetooth. You were just sat in the corner on your own talking to random people yeah. with like a bucket of Corona. <laughs> so That's what it was. And you, you were just buy a drinking it and you weren't yeah. moving. You were not moving. You were buying no, four was or five that? at a time. I just stayed in that corner, but I was absolutely blazing by the end. But the funny thing was um, the I took a um, recorder with me with all these good ideas, oh, we'll capture the London series. I'll interview people in the pub. None of it was usable. Not one, but I listened to it when I went back. It was all absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, all these big ideas are doing a nice podcast after it, and we couldn't use any of it because I was talking utter shite. Yeah, that was well, you, know, it's like when, you know, it's like when you get in after a few drinks, I was staying in a family room at the Premier Inn at uh, <laughs> Tower Hill, in the same room as my wife and kids and thought I'd sneak in at 3am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might, I might as well have had symbols between my knees. It yeah. was pathetic. It was absolutely... But then Did we, you shush? We, Did you yeah, give no, it the no, old... Oh, God. I, I got away with it. And, and, and I knew, actually, in all fairness to my wife and kids, they, they just let me have that because they knew how important this weekend was. But I, I woke up the next morning and I'd been chewing my face during the night. I was absolutely ruined. But then the the Sunday was for me uh, a great day because I went with I went with my family and saw lots of kids around the stadium and and and, and Chris who's normally on the pod with us as a coach and there was a lot of energy a lot because you need yourself well this is lovely but how many kids are going to be playing baseball and as I walked around the stadium there were kids playing baseball but here's the number one question who was the starting pitcher for the Yankees on the Sunday. Was it Lasaga? No, 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 Jack. I'm going to come to you in a minute. Go on, Jason. Have you got him? Yeah. Oh, nice so good. Go on, Jack. Stephen Tarpley. Tarpley. It was Tarpley. Really? Stephen yeah, Tarpley. You're right. Yeah. Well, it was. It was meant to be Cad Green, but because it was. blew up in the first game. Yeah, Green. He had to come in, in and that meant he didn't start the second game. That's right. Wow. Uh, so just in case you think to yourself, well, who's who's in the rotation for the Yankees now <laughs> and this yeah. season? The second game of the London series, where you want to see CeCe, but he's got to yeah. walk in with Harry and Meghan, we get Stephen Tarpley. 
and 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 I'm sure his mum loves him, and I'm sure in her house. But where is Stephen Tarpley now? Marlins. That's another good question. Mm. He's at the Mets. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> it's P- Prince Harry's a Mets fan as well, isn't he? We 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 uh, we shipped him off to the Marlins, and then he went. Yeah, he went. He, he he's now at the Mets. Uh, I don't think he'll be playing anytime soon, but that's that's where we're at. So I, that was an interesting test. Um, mm. But that that energy on the Sunday was was absolutely fantastic. I was I had different seats for the Sunday, um, and that was good because the the Boston fan uh, I'd seen be really really sick in the toilets the night before, and I was kind of hoping I was sat next to him again <laughs> just so I could be like going, ah at him all the way through for a good the next eight hours of that game. Um, but but if I had to, the energy of the Saturday was such, but the heat was so crazy because it was so close on the Saturday. I really enjoyed the the Sunday. I still put in a shift. I have to say, I still spent a fair bit of money and had a good few beers. And I'm out with Bernie and and another another UK baseball people. And I had the food and things like that. But the the the, the energy on the Sunday just felt. Uh, it, it was weird because there's two back-to-back games, but the energy was still amazing, but it felt different and it felt it felt almost better. Jason, tell me you weren't in the library for the second game. I'm afraid I was, but I thought by design we were in the same kind of area. It wasn't as library-ish, if that's a word. It was a lot um, a lot more buzzy, a lot more vibrant. Like I said, the atmosphere was, it did feel slightly different, although I couldn't tangibly tell you why, but it, it was still great. And we were sat next to a, a three or four friends, youngsters, probably university age, and they knew F all about baseball, um, and they were busy on their phones, and then we've got uh, two chaps in front of us, I think father and son spent most of the game talking about it was a test match on or something, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it did feel different, it just, it just, it just felt like in, in some ways a kind of continuation of the party from the first time, so a slightly quiet fight, but no, yeah, it was just, mixing my words, it was just brilliant, brilliant, I loved it, even still being in the library section. What about you, Andy? How did you find the Sunday? Uh, well, after I'd revived myself with a fry-up somewhere in East London um, and got back on it quite early, I went to the bat and ball both days pre-game and met a lot of good people there. Yeah, as, uh, I think the closeness of the game and the fact it was a bit of a fight back kind of added to it. Uh, the atmosphere was great. In fact, I got a totally different view of a game to one that I'd ever seen before. I mean, at Yankee Stadium, I pretty much put my seats always like four but anywhere between four one three and four one five in the grandstand so I'm in line with first base so to see a game from a totally different perspective and get that close to the players was was great um and like yourselves uh well I don't know maybe you guys booked Monday off I hadn't stupidly uh but I carried on as if I had and then I got the train back home to Amersham and I carried on when I got back sitting in a Yankee shirt in a bar with everyone going what the hell are you doing um and just carried on because I was celebrating another great win uh, but yeah, I, I kind of almost enjoyed the Sunday more. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I was. We were the only Yankees in our section for the Sunday. We were surrounded, and not even by fans of other teams. It was there was about four hundred Red Sox, and the four of us slap bang in the middle of them. And I thought to myself, this is going to be uh, this is this is going to be tricky. This will be <laughs> this will be interesting. And had we have lost, I think I would have left there with a different experience of that day. Uh, but because we won, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Because yeah. <laughs> <'cause> we... 
<laughs> and I must admit, and, it, and, it, and my, my my kids had obviously not been to a baseball game before. And this is where I give the story that we were there for batting practice. And, and there's some Mexican lads and they wanted a ball from Luis Sessa. And, and he threw the ball and it didn't reach the fans and it landed in front of us. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Louis Sessa then. <laughs> and the steward picked it up. And, uh, and he gave them to my son and these, these, these Mexican lads were really pissed off. And the lad was like, yeah, I've got a ball from a real Yankee. And I was just like, yeah, it's uh, sesame. I wouldn't. A real Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too carried away. Um, but that, that, that Sunday was uh, you know, a top. I couldn't believe it. I was thinking, what, what's this boy done to, to deserve this? But that energy on the Sunday, and, and, and I must admit, I thought, God, because I saw everybody and I thought, We've all smashed it. We've all absolutely smashed it on the Saturday. I thought, there's no way we're going to get, it's going to be that lively again on the Sunday. I think we were all topping up a little bit, actually. I think it was just another layer of of beer. Um, But it really was a a very, very special. But how much do you remember the game? Because that was was the fight back. That That was a game where... That was the true roller coaster because you know I, I got sick of the podcast afterwards. So this stage again, that's not real baseball. That's not what you want. These fans should have a one nil, and it should be those. But the game on the Sunday, I remember being so much better. What about you, Sarah? What do you take from the game on the Sunday? Do you? Well, I was a lot more sober because I was at work the next day and I had to drive home after the game. So I maybe got home about I don't know about one two a.m. like on the Sunday. So I remained sober all day. So I do remember a lot more of it than I do Saturday, which was frankly was just a blur. But um, yeah, just incredible. I loved the atmosphere. I, I, th- I felt I think maybe more able to soak it in. I think I was really nervous on the Saturday and just was a bit. I found it really overwhelming. Like like when you know I heard the national anthem and 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 the American national anthem and everything. Like I was just completely utterly blown away like I, I, I have to say I shed a little tear or two because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing and um so I think Sunday I was able to enjoy it more um and again like because of the crazy nature of the game but yeah the yeah, absolutely fantastic experience I, I you know and I just felt poisoned on the Monday after just a, <laughs> a, a weekend of excess even with the you know like a day off on the Sunday it was just still bad you know getting in at one like being at work for I don't know, quarter past seven and teaching children was, yeah, quite something. <laughs> Doing assembly, I'm a head teacher, so I was uh, nine o'clock in the morning having crawled out of the pub. I don't know what time they closed on Sunday night, but yeah, I had to try and do an inspirational. I might have referenced baseball a few times as well. <laughs> now, Kev, we have to admit at this stage, because you... You weren't there for the second day. No, day, I, I had to go home on the Saturday because the Saturday, Sunday morning. Sorry, I flew out to Cyprus on a family holiday on the Monday, which was the reason I was considering not going at all. Um, and then you guys railroaded me into it, and I'm eternally grateful for that. But yeah, I watched it on TV, so I had a much different uh, view from you guys. I actually quite enjoyed the game. It went a bit crazy in one of the innings. What was it? seven or eight runs or something like that we put up one of the innings and it just kind of blew the it was it, it was a, it was a really special day and, and and you could feel i don't know from an mlb community point of view jack but obviously this is almost like it's coming to the end it must be kind of satisfying but sad in a lot of ways because there'd been an awful lot of build-up to this yeah it was uh, our holy grail essentially it had been so much build-up but um my memories of that Sunday game are pretty much like my memories of the Saturday game. I don't remember much of it. 
Um, by that point on the Sunday, I'd had four hours, oh no, eight hours sleep since Friday. Friday, four yeah. hours into Saturday. Saturday, four hours into Sunday. And a hell of a lot of alcohol, plus probably sunstroke after the Friday as well. So <laughs> <laughs> by that point on the Sunday, I remember sitting down in my chair and there was about, I, had, I was a bit like everyone else. I seemed to be surrounded by Red Sox fans on that Sunday and they were just going at it and going at it. And I was just, going, oh, just leave me alone. I'm, I'm hungover. I'm lack of sleep. It's a baseball game. Let's just watch it, please. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> and then I remember going back to police afterwards and just sitting there. With a, with a pint in front of me looking at it going I hate you <laughs> I, I, I hate, I I hate that. you that. but yeah it was um, yeah, we, it, for, for a whole weekend we look back on it now it was our holy grail it's what we built up for it's what we hoped it was going to be the numbers proved it was something that we, we could put off and we could attract fans to obviously with it being in London the big help and blue cheese were kind enough that whole that whole event of blue cheese he didn't pay a penny for. They gave us that yeah. whole bottom floor. They just said, "Yours, pack it as much as you want," and we did. And it was it was the best sporting weekend of my life. And I don't think anything's going to get close to it again. Um, Jack, did you get a message from Brian Cashman? Was it a video message or, yeah, or, or yeah, a tweet? So, what was it? Yeah. So on, I said I met up with Meredith on the Friday, on the Thursday before. Um, and I met up with Marley Rivera, um, uh, Eric Boland, um, Pete Caldera as well. And she got me a message from Brian Cashman, um, Reggie Jackson, Aaron Boone, put on, on the Twitter account. Saying, one, of, one of the three ain't bad. <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying, saying thank you. <laughs> saying thank you to the fans and how much they're enjoying it and this and the other. And a very PR stunt as well. I remember yeah. it's all very PI, it's all very image conscious, the Yankees. Um, but yeah, it was it was everything, the whole week, everything about the weekend was just spot on and nothing nothing's going to come close to it. No, I've, I've got to agree with that. I have it down as my best weekend ever. You know, from that Friday experience and just getting so close to Yankees people and you know, just seeing them so close and then just the, the games and, every, you know, meeting up with everybody and, oh, I just love the whole thing. It's just the, just the best. Yeah, I've got to admit, I mean, for a long time, Twitter was only outlet to connect with other Yankees fans and it kind of felt like in the UK they were few and far between. And then you went down there for that weekend and you just kind of met loads of people who had the same passion for the game same love of the team as you and kind of that that for me was just brilliant because there is a lot of baseball fans in the UK but it tends to find everyone hates the Yankees so you just can't have a decent conversation with everyone because there's so much of that kind of bias going on whereas that weekend was just brilliant it was uh for that from that point of view it was just great yeah from this like that's where the podcast came from wasn't it when we all got together on the Friday that it got going after that yeah big time yeah, I think we'd I think we'd done two, and then we really really so sorry about that. If we can blame London for anything, it's it's this. Yeah. Um, I, I I will never forget the sunny day, just playing catch with my kids with the Louis Sessa baseball, uh, and and people you know people saying no, you can't do that. You you got that ball from Louis Sessa. It was like it's there to be thrown, and I, and I thought that was you know it's really really important to me that we played catch, and it got scuffed up, and it and it was and it was so brilliant, and. 
And although we were due to go to the the Cubs cards, my expectation levels were all so much lower for yeah. it, mainly because it wasn't my team. And I think we'd originally planned on going for one game, probably would have done both, to be honest with you. Uh, but I kind of feel that even if we don't get another one, the legacy, and I hope we do get another one, don't get me wrong, oh, the legacy of that weekend will live on either way because it was the first of something and because it was one of our teams and because we spanked the bastards uh, and it's all these different things that <laughs> came together uh, were, were, were really, really special. And I think this is uh, this has been really... You can't help but smile when you look back to that weekend um, for the state of Kev uh, and, and Jack's policy. <laughs> It was like when I was a kid, they used to have these these uh, storybooks about these vegetables, and and, and Jack was the beetroot. It was just the, <laughs> the, the funniest thing. And every time you see him, it just it used to make me wince because I'm like, that's going to hurt. So I've been out in the sun all day. I met up with um, the Batfits and Nerds guys because I was on Five Live before we went in, and I was just in the sun from about ten o'clock in the morning till about four o'clock in the afternoon. I was it was. I was being baked the whole day and obviously being an idiot I didn't even think about putting an ounce of sun cream or not even even thought of it it crossed my mind and then I was obviously wearing my hat backwards I got this see when you took that hat off mate when he took that hat off I was on the floor absolutely on the floor laughing that hat didn't only time it left my head was when I was in bed it was on my head for the rest of the weekend it did not get moved so um yeah, that was a... I don't think we actually caught David's favorite favorite moment of the weekend because you had to pop away for a bit. I mean, if I was to be, I mean, the hour queue to get back on the tube on the Saturday night was you didn't really care. You know, it's the first time you've queued mm. for an hour on the Saturday night, and I got in finally got onto the Jubilee line, and there was this mouthy Red Sox fan sat opposite me, and he clocked me. And it was like, you glory hunter, you this, you that. And it's like, oh, did you have a good day? And it was like, and it was just that. And then he started mouthing, and then, oh, I suppose you support, if you're Yankees, you support some, you know, Premier League team. And when I said I supported Ipswich, he said he supported Millwall. He realised that my team was worse than his team. And he had a good chat for the last half And it was just that, it just diffused everything. But it was just that, you know, we'd had, what, five hours of baseball, an hour on the, you know, to get on the tube, and it was just all, you know, mathing off, and then it just completely. Although it, do, it, that, it, do, it, it that kind it, of weekend. It does sound, David, that if he's a Red Sox fan and a Millwall fan, he truly was a monumental bell end, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 I think we could safely deduce that. <laughs> but see, um, see that my um, my faux pas with the hotel, it actually worked out in my favour because I ended up booking the Premier Inn just beside the stadium. So I came out on the Saturday night and I was I was travelling up in the early train in the morning. So I went back to the hotel and as you guys were queuing to get in the train, I was kind of just went in and got a shower and I was just sitting in my bed going, holy shit, what a day that was. What a, Just trying to take it all in and just like I was on the phone to my missus and stuff and like she just didn't get it at all. Yep. I'm like super <laughs> excited and she just didn't get it because she never experienced it. But it was just an amazing day and just, yeah, a great experience. It'd be great to yep. do it again. I was just going to say, Rob was just saying about his good, you know, family award. They all came down to, you know, see on the Sunday. I was the reverse because after getting me tickets, the son who swims for like the county, 
was asked, you know, to, you know, you've got to go to a swimming gala in Bristol. So all of a sudden it was drop him and my wife in Bristol and it's like, bye, I'll see you Sunday night. I'm off to London for the <laughs> Yeah. And it was just, you oh, know, I like, I like, in reverse, I, like I just dropped better, the actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that works better, yeah. Okay, so we've got two more things to do. One... And I'm warning you now, a thing we do on the, on the on the podcast is a predict the next few fixtures for the next one. And so we're going to get you doing that. Oh dear. But firstly, merchandise. Did you get any merchandise from, from the game? And let's start with David, if we can, and then we'll go, go to Jason. Uh, I queued up on the Saturday, and I think the shop was already emptying about half past three in the afternoon. But I've got Aaron Judge blue t-shirt and um a couple of the packets of the baseball cards that they were had on offer fab jason uh, it was just the uh, london series t-shirt and um one of the all-ins london series balls that was it for me that would do me oh. andy uh yeah i got a yankees um t-shirt from the series which i managed to avoid the what looked like a two and a half mile queue into that huge tent by going to the back door, pretending I had a child that was lost in there and they let me straight in and I managed to get Oh, um, get in. Oh, love it. That's an excellent lot wagging. And this, I think I acquired in Belushi's from a very drunk Scouse guy who'd fallen asleep because <laughs> um, I never actually managed to get one at the game. There's got to be a Robin a Scouser joke in there. <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify, you... You took corporate seats. You claimed a lost child to get into the shop, and you stole a scouse's drink. You yeah. have got and probably did an a, probably did an assembly <laughs> drunk as well after the weekend. That's bad. Very possibly. Very possibly. <laughs> on, on, on morality and not being a complete shit. I like your style there. And you're influencing the next generation as well. Uh, I yeah, that. I've got a London series jersey and an Aaron Judge bobblehead. Leaning on a tele- on a, um, a London telephone box, you know, all the uh, you know, like with a cup of tea at his feet or something like that. All of the British things. Nice, nice, Jack. Not a thing. I didn't get a single <laughs> thing. Um, I saw that queue that Andy was talking about. It's like seven hundred miles long. I thought I'm not queuing. By all accounts, it was very expensive. It's any other. I spent enough on beer and everything else. I managed. I bought a. Um, program i thought i'm gonna get one of the programs cost the tenner or whatever it was to buy the book essentially i nursed it all day on the saturday and then left it on the tube like an absolute <laughs> idiot <laughs> so i'm some some same lucy's here and i thought oh i'll read that uh, where where no, not not so i nursed it for hours and hours and hours and hours lost it and i thought now nah, i'm done so yeah i do have um i do have a yankee cap with the london series not the london series logo Sarah's got on her, chest, on her on her arm. It's uh, it was the one that was on the table at the original press conference when they announced. Is it this one? It's the one that was sat on the on the desk that was at the press conference when they announced it. Um, Athletes and nerds ran a competition. I won it. Everyone thought it was a fix, but that's a story for another day. But no, I didn't get anything else, unfortunately. And it has to be said that Jack has since had a child, so he can sneak into all shops, avoiding all <laughs> queues by posting his child through the letterbox, and then and then claiming to have lost it. I don't, I'll, okay. I'll leave him. I'll leave him in the shop. Night in the shop. <laughs> I'll, I'll home alone. I'll sneak him in the shop at night, and then the next morning, I can beat the queues. <laughs> and now, Kevin, I went into the shop of the day before because on the Friday it was absolutely dead, 
and I, I bought a baseball and uh, a brown T-shirt, and I got some of those beer can coolers, you know, that are meant to keep your beer mm. cool, yeah. which I've never had beer in a can long enough to test if they work. <laughs> uh, but, I, but, but I'm sure. And I don't remember you buying anything, Kev. I don't, Being a frugal place. Scotsman, I walked around and went, fuck that. that. <laughs> Actually, similar to Jack, I bought a souvenir cup at the stadium and left it. Yeah, I forgot forgot all about it when I was leaving. Okay, so the moment has come. We have, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, we have two angels. Yeah, we have a we have a subway series. We have. And that will take us up to next Wednesday, where we'll we'll we'll, we'll recycle. Yeah, uh, we'll have one game in Seattle. Uh, it, uh, no, we do. Uh, okay, we'll do that one as well then. So we have two Angels, three Mets, one Seattle. Okay, so this is where it all becomes legally binding. So we're going to go Kev, then Jason, Sarah, Jack, David, and then Andy. Okay, so let's and then and and How many don't worry. Sorry? Six. So, six. Okay. So, Kev, start Zero. us off, old boy. Zero and six. <laughs> <laughs> nah, had, I'm going to go we, three we, and three. We've had a, we've had a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go, th- I'll go three and three. Three and three. Okay. Uh, and any any particular order you want to give us, or are you just going to say three and three? Just uh, I, I would like to win all three Mets games, but that ain't going to happen. I think... Yeah. Win one, drop one to the Angels. Yeah, win one versus the Mets and one versus Seattle. Okay, Jason. I'm going to go with 3 3, but I'm going to dare to be optimistic, which is against all the rules of the Mo Zone. And thanks to me, 4 2. 4 2. You realise we're going to put that on the Moan Zone? No, that's it. That's it. Sarah, what about you, mate? Oh, I'm not feeling optimistic. I'm just looking at the, the pitching matchups that are up there. So it's like it's Montgomery tonight. And then um, we're against Taiwan Walker and then Marcus Strums. I'm going two and four. I'm not. I'm just not enjoying the season at all. Is Otani not pitching tonight? Yeah, yeah. What a player! How is that it? Guy oh is. yeah. What a player! I mean, you just got to take your hat off to what that guy can do. If only someone had said that he was going to be MVP at the start of the season before we all knew. Because I don't know if anybody would have done that. I don't nah, know. nah. What arsehole nah, would have done that? Yeah. Okay, uh, so two and four for Sarah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what you got, man? I'm going to go four and two. We'll lose tonight. We'll lose against the Grom, and then we'll win the rest. Okay. David? Um, I was going to go three and three. We'll split the two games with the Angels, one and two against the Mets, and then we'll win the first game in Seattle. Okay. Uh, And Andy? Uh, Just to prove that I didn't copy, that was what I wrote down. One, 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 two, one, zero. So three, three. Uh, pretty much the same as the other guys i'm afraid i'm gonna go two and four because i think this team unfortunately are going to shit the bed against the mets and that's going to be the thing we need to save the team that then the team have a decision to make about what they're going to do i'm not wanting a two and four but i think our season will be defined by this subway series one way or another because i think if we come out on top we're going to pretend everything's fine until we screw it up later on in the year. And yeah. if we don't do it, I think someone, Cashman's interview was very, very telling that he is sick of having to answer the same questions and that maybe people have worked out that maybe he's not as good as, as he would like us to believe. So let's see what happens. 
I, I'm really grateful for you all to join us tonight. I was just going to say, right. Rob, have you seen the next four weekends? No, go on. On the schedule? Mets, Mets yeah. at home. Yeah, so. At the Astros. Home to the Red Sox. Away to the Red Sox. Yeah. And how well did we do at the weekends? We're great yeah. at weekends. We're fab at weekends. Yeah. We, lo- we love those Sunday games. Yeah. We love a Sunday game. You can't be selling down after a nice relaxing weekend and just being pissed off as anything kind of a, by, by the time Monday morning comes around. It's great. The good, the good news is two of them are, are on after midnight, so I won't see either yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you with us, and I, and I hope you'll join us again at various other points. And, and for anybody else who's on the group, this is all of our podcasts. It's not just about our guys, uh, about uh, us who are on it every week. Anyone who wants to be on it, you're more than welcome, but absolutely loved having you with us. Normally we'll go through the Twitter thing and we'll be fine everyone, but hopefully we'll all come together on the Facebook group again. But it's been absolutely brilliant reminiscing with you all tonight. Now, can I make and, one uh, suggestion before we go? Fucking hell, my God. See, instead of a London series, why don't we all just go together in New York and we'll go to a game in the Bronx? Well, I was going to ask you that, that that would be very nice, but I there think I think I think once if, COVID's if over, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say if we're allowed to the end of our driveways <laughs> right now, mate, yeah. I think we'll take that. Um, <laughs> but 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 maybe there'll be a European game in Paris or something. David, go for it, fella. I was just going to say, given the price of the tickets in London, that would absolutely you know we could we could do a trip to New York. That'd yeah, probably same. be the same price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. All right, we're going to wrap it up there, guys. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks for your listening, and uh, we'll be soon. So uh, come on, Yanks. It's got to get better than this. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yes. Good night.